There is a um, quote by Bill Gates, two different quotes, one line and more. I never took a day off in my 20s. That's the first quote. Bill Gates, who we heard this morning, is one of the richest, in fact, the richest man in the world. And he's topped that list for more than 15 years. And he is, he quit uh, Microsoft after being the chief software architect and is simply now engaged in full-time social work, eradicating diseases and stuff. Bill Gates with his wife, Melinda Gates, started a foundation called the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is one of the world's largest private foundation engaged in philanthropic activities. He never took a day off in his 20s. It's not a small statement for somebody to not take a day off for a whole decade. That's how passionate he was about computers. That's how passionate he was about work. That he never took a day off. And if you feel the same way about your passion, that you just want to get up in the morning and get to what matters to you, then what you really have is passion. If you look upon it as something, okay, I'll get a break from my studies, then that's not really passion. Then that's simply an escape route. So somewhere, it's your truth, and only you know what is your truth. And here's the other quote from him. Before you were born, he's talking about you people, before you were born, your parents weren't as boring as they are now. They got that way from paying your bills, cleaning your clothes, and listening to you talk about how cool you thought you were. So before you save the rainforest from the parasites of your parents' generation, try delousing the closet in your own room. It's a very deep statement, you know. Often, uh, as children, we think that somehow I'm totally disconnected from my parents, that they're not cool. I've seen so many kids, they get upset if parents dress a certain way and show up at the PTM, the take parents, teachers meet. They say, no, you have to look great, you have to look cool, you can't come to my college or, or you know, my school this way. That you have to dress a certain way, you're too fat, you're too short, and this and that and the other. And all these expectations they have from their parents so that their friends can simply say a word, oh, you've got cool parents, as if it means anything. All parents are cool parents, parents who are paying your fee, parents who are fulfilling your needs, who are listening to you day in, day out, are cool parents. What more can you expect, really, think about it. So I would like to tell you a little conversation about Bill Gates. Have you heard of Larry King? Okay. So Larry King is basically nobody as such, but Larry King is <laughs> a news anchor, sorry. It's a, he's a news anchor and a TV host. One time he invited Bill Gates on his live show. And he said to Bill, tell me, Bill, 
How on earth did you become the richest man on the planet? How did you manage it? Because Bill Gates wasn't born in a rich family. He was just born in an ordinary family. What is it that you had that brought, that you brought out, that bestowed upon you such immense wealth? And Bill Gates said, you see Larry, I was at the right place at the right time. The first day we talked about luck. And some of you said luck plays little role. Some of you said yes, it's important but not the most important thing. And most of you didn't have anything to say at that time. So Bill Gates said, I was at the right place at the right time. And Larry said, ah, that explains it Bill. That's why and that's how you became the richest man because you were at the right place at the right time. Bill said, yes, Larry, but that's not all. There were many other people who were in the time there where I was at the same place as me. So not only was I at the right place at the right time, but also had the right vision. And Larry said, yes, Bill, that completes the equation. Right place at the right time with the right vision. You know, you've got to have a dream. We talked about the importance of dreaming, which sometimes people confuse it with daydreaming, which are two different things. So Bill said, yes, Larry, that's pretty much the equation. I was at the right place at the right time, and I had the right vision. But think about it, Larry, he said. There were many other people at the same place, at the same time, they also had the same vision. So not only was I at the right place at the right time and I had the right vision, I did something else as well. That something else was the only differentiator, the only difference between all those who lagged behind, who struggled, versus me who built Microsoft. And that difference was, he said, not only was I, was I at the right place at the right time, I, and I had the right vision, I also took immediate and massive action. These were his exact words, that I took immediate and massive action. I just didn't sit there thinking about the fruits of future, how rosy it is or how beautiful it could be building a company and employing all these people and rolling out an operating system in the world and subsequently other products. I actually got up, got up and got off my butt and actually started working. And that's the difference between just somebody who's a dreamer versus somebody who's a doer. There are going to be no results at all of any dreams unless you work towards it. And most things you want to work towards are going to be boring somehow. Not all of them can be interesting all the time. There are going to be boring bits in it, but that doesn't mean you quit. That means you realize, you accept, you understand, you become aware that right now I'm going through a boring phase in my pursuit of passion 
normal pursuit of dream and that's okay. In the last three days pretty much, two and a half or three days, you've gone through so much in terms of virtues that you could inculcate in your life. We talked about how you have to show respect to your parents, not just in words, but in actions. If you just say, look, I'm sorry, that doesn't really mean anything. Yes, if you don't repeat it, then you mean that sorry, then you mean that apology, and then it holds certain value. That means you're sincere then. But if not, doing a mistake and saying I'm sorry will only weaken you because the more you have to apologize for things you do, the weaker you become inside you. And we talked about the role of discipline. Unless there is discipline, there is no hope. And we talked about focus today with the example of Magnus Carlsen, the chess player. And we also touched upon the role of mindfulness and meditation. And we talked about Gandhi. We talked about individuality. In that we talked about Steve Jobs. And now I wanted to talk to you about vision. And that's why Bill Gates. But if you look at all these people, it's not they only had one quality and not the others. I only highlighted individual qualities to get my point across. All of them had all of it. And that's what makes somebody a success. Think of success as, uh, you know, something you build out of Lego pieces, you know. You assemble a few pieces and you build this thing called success. And the pieces are discipline, tenacity, focus, individuality, you know, so you don't let peer pressure bog you down. That's really how you define success. Because then you have this clarity, you become your own maker. You become your own creator. And you create then whatever it is that you want to create. Think of somebody sitting by the beach, you know, on a beach and uh, building a castle of sand. It's up to them what structure they want to create. Nobody can stop you. So you have all these talents in you, all this immense potential to do whatever it is that you want to do with your life and in your life. And it's your beach, your area, your sand, You've got the bucket in your hand and it's up to you what you want to do with it. You just want to walk around stomping other people's castles or do you want to build your own? It's your personal choice.